0: This is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony from Golden Years Financial Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Kevin and Michael provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is the Swan Song Financial Show with Kevin and Michael Anthony.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Swan Song Financial Show. This is Kevin Anthony and I'm Michael Anthony. We're glad that you joined us here today. We're with Golden Years Financial Advisors Our phone number, if you ever have any questions, is 574-968-SWAN, 574-968-7926. We're the organization where the SWAN stands for Sleep Well at Night. And with all the volatility going on and some of the changes going on out there, that's a topic on a lot of people's mind of how to sleep well at night with their finances. So you can pick up some of our podcasts uh, off of our website at goldenyears-advisors.com and Google, Spotify, iTunes, we got information sitting out there and we'd love to hear from you. So give us a call, send us a message. And Michael, welcome again to uh, 2021. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year
2: again. It's uh, pretty crazy. Today is the 21st of 21. So we just had an inauguration day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there's a new presidency going on right now. There's still a lot going on with COVID. Um. So definitely an interesting start to 2021. And you know we've talked about this before previously, and we're still gonna continue to see it. In my opinion, it's a very volatile year already. Last year, of course, massive drops, big, big drops. And, you know, hopefully we won't be seeing much of that this year. It seems like that won't be the case. uh, But as we learned in 2020, you can't always predict the future.
1: That is true. And I think you're right. Volatility is uh, the name of the game. We're seeing this year with uh, large moves in the marketplace uh, on a daily basis uh, where a market might be up. 500, down 200, end up 300, but a lot of volatility going on out there. And why would you think we have so much volatility, Michael? I mean, other than the
2: obvious of probably COVID still occurring and businesses closing down, businesses opening up. Um, with the new presidency in place, there's gonna be different economic policies as well. There's right. every country has a lot going on as well. So it's just gonna continue to be volatile. Yeah. Uh, it does seem like we're gaining some momentum in the market, the idea of things opening back right. up and kind of that light at the end of the tunnel, it's not there yet and uh, you know we're taking baby steps towards it and that light being an open economy, businesses being open. It does look like we're moving that way. And so that momentum does look like it's going to continue to carry the market up. But at the same point in time, it's... uh it's frothy. That wave is kind of uh, deciding how it's going to work, when it's going to work.
1: Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation. And there's a lot of different news done on a day-to-day basis. So a little bit of what we saw last year is still taking place this year. Uh, I guess along with some of the administrative changes, when every time you have a, an administrative change in the office, there's always speculation as to what's going to happen business-wise, tax-wise, uh, inflation these kind of things and being right in the middle of this whole covid situation as we're working our way out of it we got so we have this little recovery going on with the vaccine vaccination excuse me the vaccination starting to really take place out there some optimism from that Uh, then we also have the idea of the amount of debt and stuff that we're going in so i think a lot of these things michael are creating ongoing concern and volatility so the name of the game this year is again it's going to be volatility Yep. I couldn't agree more. And when we're talking about volatility, we're
2: clearly talking about risk. Uh, Volatility in the market means the ups, the downs, the ebbs, the flows. And knowing your risk is very, very important. And I think people began to understand and solidify what their risk tolerance was in 2020. And they're still... Solidifying that basis of what is comfortable, what is not comfortable. So let's let's talk on that a little bit. Yeah.
1: I would I would totally agree with you, Michael. We get a lot of these questions here this year um, of people who have even called in off the show, um, who are like We've done uh, some workshops with who have said, "Hey, what are you what are you guys thinking as far as?" all this, the things we're talking about, volatility, market, administration. And we come back to the answer of risk and risk tolerance. And you know, I think we're finding out out there in the marketplace is people are actually starting to really find their true risk tolerance. So I think this show, let's dedicate it to some of our listeners and let's answer some of these questions they've been calling in with as far as what should their risk tolerance look like, what, how should we look at things going forward, and how does this line up with my overall plans?
2: Yeah, I think that's a good idea. And, you know, knowing what your risk tolerance is, is, in my opinion, the real start of that. Because once you know what your risk tolerance is and you get a plan put in place, that's kind of your compass at that point in time. That's your guiding hand. If if those are lined up, if your risk tolerance is lined up with your plan and the market drops like crazy, like it did in 2020, you're not going to feel as much of a need to sell out, which is what a lot of people do. And that's the absolute worst thing you could have done. Uh, but, you know, we we had a lot of new clients come on board that, you know, made that decision, of course, before seeing us. But, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see that. So risk tolerance is really one of the first places that we should take a look at. And that's an area that you need to figure out so that you don't freak out as much. So right. I think there's tons of risk tolerance surveys out there, tons of questionnaires. Of- you know, you could even do a simple Google search and you could find probably 300 different risk tolerance surveys in the matter of 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. And the point of it is, is finding a survey. Okay. And if you need help, you can give us a call here, 574-968-7926. We can send you our risk tolerance. Uh, We call it the color of money risk analysis here, uh, because we just, we, we also paint some pictures on safe money from a green standpoint. We do some color of money stuff. So again, it's risk analysis. Uh, The point of it is it's, If you haven't done a risk analysis in the last probably three years at least, I think you might be surprised, and most people are to take that risk analysis Today in, today in terms of today's environment, a couple of different things, that volatility we're talking about, market, market risks, changes, these things are making people nervous. Um, the other part of it is as people, as you get older, about every two or three or four years should be retaking that risk analysis. So again, I'm just going to say working with an advisory firm, uh, we make sure that our risk analysis are, are up to date with our clients. Uh, a lot of times, I've seen in like just a brokerage firm, they'll, here's your original risk analysis. Thanks for your money 10 years ago. And there's been no update since then. Um, we do that in our advisory firm, make sure upward risk analysis are up to date. And the reason being is, again, with this volatility, Michael, what we're finding out is people may think, let's just use a scale of one to 10. Hey, I'm a seven on a scale of one to 10, which means. Pretty risky. Okay, seven. I'm good with risk. Okay, uh, I think they're finding out, and with all this volatility, especially if they may be closer to retirement, that their actual score may be lower than what they originally thought.
2: Yeah, I definitely think you're right. Um, but you know, when we really come down to it, knowing your risk tolerance, obviously, as we've already said, is very important. I think it it gives you a opportunities as well if you know you are a riskier individual and you know you're farther away from retirement you have a good inflow of cash coming in and all of a sudden there's a big dip all right well you know that you can throw everything you have at that that's on the side and in reserves at that point in time Mm -hmm. if you're an eight out of ten or something like that and you can really take advantage of that opportunity right you know if you're maybe a two or three on a scale to one to ten and that big drop happens Well, definitely don't pull out, but I surely wouldn't put more money in there if you're that uncomfortable with it, if there's an opportunity that something else could happen. I mean, was it a good opportunity when there was a big drop? Absolutely. But it's important to know when and how to take advantage of those opportunities based on what your risk is.
1: Yeah. And it's easy to say that in the rear view mirror. It's really simple to be able to say, "Oh, that yeah, was a great opportunity." End of April or so, or mid-April, you should have put all your money in the marketplace. That's easy rearview mirror talk at all times, but you know what? It's when you're in the middle of that, when you're in the October, or you know, in back in '87, or if you were in this particular market here, this last April, we'll say that is when you really get to know that true. Feeling of what your risk tolerance is. And that's important because having an accurate risk tolerance is one thing, but then knowing what your portfolio risk, Michael, does that portfolio risk actually match your risk tolerance? So I would ask people, when was the last time that they had their portfolio um, analyzed for what the risk was of their portfolio, seeing if it matches their actual risk tolerance? I know it's a service we have here, but the importance of that, Michael, we've seen that in a number of situations uh, where a person may have a portfolio that's what, twice as risky than what their actual risk is and, and uh, the uncomfortableness of that situation.
2: Yeah, you're definitely right. It's uh, not a good position to be in where you feel like you're constantly gonna have to be rolling the dice because you don't truly really know if everything's lined up at the way that it should be for right. you personally. Uh, very, very often we find portfolios that are completely out of funk. I mean, interest rates are what? Near zero right now, oh, yeah. historic lows. A lot of times, even if there is a rebalancing, people move money towards bonds. You know, sounds like interest rates are going to hold at that zero, like near zero for the next little while. Right. You know, inflation's going to go up, so that'll change things a little bit. But when interest rates go up, mm-hmm. bond prices go down. Okay. So if we rebalance towards, you know, what the stereotypical idea would be, you know, like a, from an 80-20 stocks to bonds and we rebalance because we got worried from a 80-20 to like a 50-50. Okay. And interest rates rise, half that portfolio is going to fall. That's not a proper rebalance at that point in time.
1: So that bond portfolio and what we see in the marketplace a lot is, somebody may call their broker, will say and say, hey, I want to be a little less risky and the only option out there is to move into bonds. and. And and I guess the message we would send is, look, bonds are also an equity. It's a traded equity. It's controlled as a security. Therefore, it has risk, right? So give us an example of how that variability, Michael, you just got done talking about if interest rates go up, bond values may fall. Give us a little, just an example of how that works.
2: Okay. Yeah. To, To give an example, let's kind of spell it out like this. So let's say, Dad, you're holding a 3% bond. Okay, $1,000 bond. Yep, $1,000 bond at a 3%. Okay. And in the marketplace, I can get a 4% bond,
1: $1,000 again. So interest rates went well, up. Interest rates went up. So okay. what do I do at that point? Um, do you, I think you should buy my 3% bond so I can go buy a 4% bond. So I'll, I'll sell you my 3% bond at $1,000, Michael.
2: Yeah, I don't think that really makes much sense. If I can get a 4% bond in the market for $1,000, I'm going to take that 4%. So if you want to sell your 3% bond to me...
1: Yeah, that's the point,
2: right? You're going to have to give it to me cheaper than for $1,000. You're going to have to sell it to me, let's just say for 900 bucks to make it worth my while because I can get a higher interest paying bond in the market.
1: Okay, so interest rates rates went up. I'm holding at that three percent. No, I my marketability, my bond went down. Precisely. Right? So you can buy a four percent bond in the market, but I really, really want to sell mine. The only way I'm going to sell it to you is I'm going to discount it from a thousand to nine hundred dollars. Therefore, the example simply says in that kind of an environment where interest rates are going up, that portfolio that I might be holding at a lower interest rate is going to go down, as far as it being an equivalent. To, to the market going up. So that 4% bond of the $1,000 may be equivalent to my 3% bond, but I have to sell it at $900. That's what we're saying. Exactly. And exactly. interest rates are gonna go up. And interest rates
2: are gonna go up. I mean, they're at historic lows right now. Um, so again, it, it rebalancing and rebalancing properly is very important.
1: And knowing your portfolio and realizing that bonds are an equity And that's not the answer to safety and security. And we'll talk about that on another show. What are some answers to safety and security? But again, your risk tolerance is what we're talking about here. Knowing what your risk tolerance is is in this this market today and as close as a person may be to an objective like retirement, and then making sure your portfolio is matching that risk tolerance is critical. And what we're seeing out there, and the reason we want to talk about this, is people were asking, we're seeing about 90% of these portfolios out of whack with people's risk tolerance.
2: Yeah, I you're definitely right and we often talk about retirement, retirement planning. I mean, that's sleep well at night, you know, that's what we talk about very, very, very often and you know risk is awesome for somebody that is around my age, 25, you know that I have an income coming in, it is fantastic because I can take advantage of opportunities like covid. That's a wonderful place to be in. But at the same point on the flip side Let's say I'm in retirement and I'm counting on all my assets to pull my funds out. That's not as pretty of a picture to have a lot of risk. That creates a lot, a lot of problems when you're trying to pull funds out because you have to. And the market takes a big old dip on you. You bet. That means you have to lock in losses. And when you lock in losses and you're not adding more funds in, how do you recover?
1: You, You can't. Right, mathematically it's virtually impossible. So what you're talking about and this is so critical is this whole paradigm shift between accumulation and distribution. And making that shift, now you as an accumulator, it, the the sequence of returns if you will, in other words, whenever that whatever the return is, it can be a gain, could be a loss on a portfolio for you, it doesn't really matter cuz you're accumulating. You're just pounding money in the marketplace, okay? But when you're in a distribution phase, okay, close to retirement or at retirement, taking an income off that portfolio, that sequence of returns means something totally different. In other words, when that negative hits you, when that positive hits you, it's, this is something that people should Google or, or or call us and we'll send you an example of the sequence of return. But you can literally Google sequence of return and the difference between accumulation and distribution is a huge paradigm shift. And in a distribution portfolio, or literally if you're pulling money out, you're literally rolling a dice and you may have portfolio A that did really well over 20 years and you have portfolio B, even with some of the same returns maybe just flipped in there, okay? It just depends on where they fell. That portfolio B could be what we call portfolio failure. That means there's no money left after 20 years. That's not a situation people want to see themselves in in retirement. So again, risk tolerance the portfolio, and then looking how close you are to that objective and that whole idea of that sequence of return. Are you an accumulator or are you getting close to distribution? Michael, I think that was a fantastic point. And I think it then transitions into the whole idea of your income plan. And let's talk about those, especially now maybe that are four or five years away from retirement, are looking at an income plan in retirement Let's bring in the ideas of risk tolerance, the importance of knowing your risk tolerance, knowing what your portfolio risk tolerance is, and the, the, the paradigm shift that takes place between accumulation and distribution. That's a lot, right? But all that flows into how what your income plan looks like and the kind of risk you want to take for that income plan. And I would say here, adverse risk is just not the name of the game.
2: No, not, not at all. You know, we, we just pretty much said that if you are fully living off those assets, you're following the market and your assets are in essence coming, going up and down. I mean, imagine that is your income going up and down. That is very problematic. I, I think we often talk about this paradigm shift and we always talk about accumulation and distribution, but in reality, there is a bit of a third phase and it's about that transition point. Good. It's called conservation. So there are three kinds of Ah, like different phases when it comes to your funds before, like before and after retirement, after retirement, uh, which are accumulation, conservation, and distribution, because okay. you don't want to just say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to retire next year. And then boom, COVID hits and you're a full-time accumulator. And you're just waiting to flip that switch to distribution. That's not how it works. You have to be able to conserve those funds and create that nest egg that's solidified at that point in time to get ready for what you are planning on income in the future.
1: Right. Absolutely. And we're going to bring this all the way back and then put it into a conclusion here, too. And again, if you want more information, give us a call here, 574-968-7926, or uh, send us an email. Or get us here on the website at goldenyears-advisors.com. That's goldenyears-advisors.com. And I'll tell you what, let's just sort of bring that to conclusion. What we're talking here and what people have been concerned about is where these, where people are at at the stage of life, what the market looks like, what volatility looks like, what the risk profiles look like, and some of the changes they should be making is what we're talking about here too. And I would simply say this, working with a, an advisor, who can analyze your portfolio, help you with your risk tolerance, looking in that portfolio, looking at your goals and your objectives, trying to help you identify, are you accumulation? Are you conserving? Are you getting ready for distribution? All that ties into putting together the proper financial plan. So I would just encourage people, if you're not working with a financial advisor that can do those things for you, give us a call. We'd love to be able to help. So we hope this information has helped today because market volatility is a real thing. Change the change with the administration is going to bring some additional changes. We're gonna talk about tax impacts and those kind of things on another show here coming up. So again, be ready for the volatility, but know your risk tolerance, know your portfolio, and work with a solid financial advisor. Michael, that's all I have for them. Any other points? Nope. I'm good to go ahead and sign off. All righty. Well, again, this is Kevin Anthony. And Michael Anthony. With Golden Years Financial Advisors and the Swan Song Financial Show. We look forward to talking with you next week. Get Keep that information coming in. Uh, we love to hear from you. And we like to be able to discuss topics that you want us to discuss. So let us know. Have a great week. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening
0: to the Swan Song Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Kevin and Michael Anthony at Golden Years Financial Advisors. Call 574-968-7926 or visit them online at Golden Years-Advisors com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Indiana. Insurance products and services are offered through Golden Years Planning Services, Inc. and Anthony Financial Services affiliated companies. Kevin Anthony, Michael Anthony, Golden Years Financial Advisors, Inc., and Anthony Financial Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.